Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Stars fans, it's Jeff K, public address announcer for your Dallas Stars, and you're listening to Starcastic Remarks, part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Go Stars! Hey guys, welcome back to Starcastic Remarks, along with James. My name is Ryan Chambers. We are the official Dallas Stars podcast of THPN. Go and use that code THPN the next time you go and use their services. The Stars do lose by a final score of 5-2 to two to the Colorado Avalanche tonight. They are now third in the Central after falling to Colorado tonight. Minnesota is currently trailing Vegas in the game uh, at the time we are recording it. It is, it is 11 o'clock p.m. right now on April Fools, and that ain't no April Fools, unfortunately, James. Uh, what was your thoughts coming out of this game tonight? I mean, honestly, for the second night of a back-to-back, fought pretty hard for that game. Had a couple of bounces go the other way and had none go for us. And that was just kind of kind of how it went. I'm not all upset about tonight. Uh, it's I, I kind of foresaw this coming, to be totally honest with you. It sucks because I thought they played well enough to where they could have stolen the game. But they just it, it, there just was not enough left in the tank tonight. And. They got their power play chances. They did. And they weren't really able to do a whole lot with it tonight. So that was probably the most frustrating thing for me tonight was just the lack of really taking care of our opportunities that we did get. Because there were several big opportunities, especially in the first period when we had a chance to get a goal and we just weren't able to do it. So yeah. is that something that you saw tonight? I I, I don't think that it was really on the power play that we didn't really execute. Cause I mean, we went two for five on the night, which even two for four is pretty normal for us or one for four. I mean, one for four is pretty normal for us. That's like a normal night, but I mean, it was just a lot of just once we got the scramble in front of the net that we wanted, we just, we, we either weren't there. Or the puck was just like inches closer to the avalanche player. So it's, it it really it really felt like we were 
inches away from turning the tide multiple, multiple times in this game. Yeah, we just couldn't catch a break uh, for multiple reasons. And just first off, the the goal right at the end of the second period, you know, going into That's the so second intermission. Yeah. Yeah. Going into the second intermission, you're I would feel good about just being down a goal, especially yeah, to the Colorado I mean, Avalanche. And, and their power play didn't look good either. <laughs> it, it really didn't look that great. They just they win a face off and they just throw it at the net, goes off to Landria in the high slot and it goes in. Literally a perfect tip. Literally a perfect tip. And I mean, it was just, it was, it, you can't blame Delandry on that. He was trying to do his job, but no, just happened he, to deflect he, off of him. And I mean, Ottinger was in the right position. He was ready to make the save. And again, it was just a lucky bounce off of a, off of a player who I thought had a really good game tonight. Yeah. So. And then uh, let's talk about the the second dagger that really kind of hurt a lot was the fact that Johnson appeared like he had scored. And I mean, the right call was made. I hate to admit it, I, in my opinion. But I, I just don't. It, I, it, it was the play. Weak. It, it was is, weak. It's, but it's ridiculously it was right weak. Call. But the reason why I, I would argue that it's not the right call is because the puck is right there and Suter is going for the puck. He's not hitting the player there. He's trying to win positioning on the puck and it, it that it's just so weak too man it's like he it, it's not like o'connor like bowled into the goaltender he didn't he, he barely touched him in my opinion and that's called goaltender interference like it's it's so weak man i i think it was the right call oh excuse me <sighs> i think it was the right call unfortunately but it's just Again, it was. It looked like it was the turn of the tide, and it was gonna be a ch- opportunity for Dallas to maybe get a steal out of this one. And it was just and, the second dagger for Dallas tonight. And everyone who's like blaming Suter for that play on Twitter, you're you're stupid. That that's the play that you do every single time. It's the right play. He didn't do anything wrong there. They just they call it back. I mean, a different night. Maybe that's not goaltender interference. I don't know. <laughs> It, it, it's just because it's Ryan Suter. And, it, and he and honestly, he had a good night, all things considered. So Yeah, he did. Yeah, the and the big thing that Chris talked about uh last night, James, I don't know if you got a chance to listen to the episode, was he just wanted he just wanted to see them and he expected them to lose tonight, like just like I did. But he did not want them to come out and lay an egg. And they absolutely did not lay an egg tonight. They fought and- and the energy to the-, so the very last second too. Yeah, they didn't yeah. just give up after the empty netter went in. They were fighting to the very last second of that game. So it's just unfortunate how it happens, and it just really sucks. Yeah. It absolutely, really it, sucks. It, it, it's it really felt like two kind of really fortunate goals for the Avs go in for, with O'Connor just kind of checking it at the net and Otter just being slow on it. And then the second McKinnon goal, just going off to Landra. Like, that's the difference in the game. That's it. Two mm. pretty lucky goals. <laughs> mm. The The first goal was amazing. That was it. I, I don't play. blame Otter on that one. That was all Colorado. And yeah. a little bit of defensive coverage by Dallas. Yeah. But at it, the same time, it, it was a great pass. It, it. I don't think the coverage was the problem. It was the turnover that was the problem. I mean... 
when you're, I mean, both defensemen are going to be up on the boards there like that. So when you turn the puck over like that, one's going to go in front of the net and the other one's going to go chase the puck that they just turned over. And that leaves someone wide open on the far side, like 90% of the time. So it's just good execution from the Avs. That's the first mistake we made in the game. Right. Exactly. That was what I was about to say is like up to that point for the first nine minutes of the game, I was, I mean, you could tell the stars were tired, but, but you could tell, you could tell that they were willing to fight and that they were fighting and they were really focusing on the defensive side of the game, which is exactly what you look for. And you look for a big game out of your goaltender and which they did get, but that was, I guess you could call that the, the actual first dagger. Second dagger was the, the goal that was called back. And then the third one was uh, that, that goal by O'Connor or not, not the goal by O'Connor, the McKinnon goal at the end of the second. So it it, it just, it sucks. Everything went against. (laughs) It felt like it was just one of those nights. And there were a couple of good lines in tonight's game that, the the first line was just exhausted. They tried. They and, they, and they all tried. They looked great in the third period too. I don't think they had one bad shift in the third period. What I really liked actually was the the bin line and the fourth line tonight. I thought really had a good game tonight. Yeah, I and, wish I wish the fourth line would have gotten a little bit more time on ice because I I think I know that's a lot of that's because we played the last four minutes with our first line on the ice, but you know. I wish we would have played them a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Well, in the third period, just to give you some context, like 15 minutes remaining, 13 minutes remaining, there was two big saves by Ottinger. And then it was really the fourth line, like 11 and a half minutes remaining, that had a really good offensive zone shift and kind of set everything up. And that's when you could feel a little bit of a press. And then that's when the supposed Johnston yeah. goal happened. Uh, that, and so that's why they the, set it the up. Overturned the call was so brutal because that was a, that was a three minute long goal. So we, we ate three minutes of our momentum and energy to get a goal. And then it's called back and everything dies. Yep. Just like I said, it was, it's, I'm not mad. I'm just frustrated at the, I guess that the circumstances behind this game, because this is a game that we could have stolen. 100% could have been a game that we could have stolen. Um, I did want to talk about the second goal. And the second goal was the only one that I was just like, you know, maybe Ottinger wants that one back. Because and, I, I, I didn't think that's it was where a bad... I was at. That, that's where I was at too. But then it's like, he still <laughs> held the abs to three. I mean, that, that's what we were asking them a week ago. Hold the teams to three, and we should be able to win the game. And honestly, if we weren't on the second night of the back-to-back, I'd say we would win this game, like, every single time. It, it just, it, the Avs are already a fast team. They're already faster than us, and they had two more days of rest. <laughs> so it's it's it, it's everything added together tonight that made it, a tough pill to swallow as well. Now I will get on to Suter for the O'Connor goal because he was caught up ice, and that's why Haskinen was I, basically playing a two-on-one. Yeah, it was. It was. I mean, it was kind of a just just bad misses. I mean, Suter was caught up the ice. He's slow. He's not going to get back. I expect that from him at this point. Uh, he should 
not be that far out of position against the Avalanche on the second night of a back-to-back. <laughs> They're... I, they did, I just didn't feel like the Stars got enough with their power play tonight. And I, I, I know I say that I think, and they get two power play goals, but no, I, I think you're the, I think you're right. I think a lot of it came down to that the, the first the first unit did not look good pretty much every time. I thought the second unit looked good on all the first four power plays. All the all the first four. I thought the second line was the better unit by far. And they're the one who scored the the first goal for us. So I mean that that kind of proved it to me too. But I think a big part of it is just uh, Hints ends the night with no shots on net. I mean, you have five power plays and Hints doesn't get one shot on any of them. Is, is That's pretty bad. But, I mean, you, you do have a lot of excuses for <laughs> for it as well. So it's like you, you, you take what you can get, you know? Right. And speaking of that first power play goal, it was absolutely beautiful set up by Robertson, and then a, a mini little deflection to from Dodonov to Sagan in order to set that up. I I, I want to say that that's exactly what they were trying to do. I think that's exactly what they were trying to do. I mean, it, it, it's incredible patience by Robertson too. He just he stick handles two inches away from the defender. I mean, the defender can reach him if he just sticks his stick out, but it, he's just playing slow, pa- playing patient. Knows that if he chases for him he's he's going to be able to get the puck back even if the dude pokes it away he's going to get it back and works his way down below him and gets a triangle straight to Sagan I mean that was that was awesome uh Yanni Hockenbaugh rough night tonight in the penalty box took two penalties yeah. at really bad times but I mean he, here's the, here's the thing about this James is yeah. I, I really feel like Hockenbaugh gets way too much crap than what he really deserves i, I feel and I, i'll say that for suitor as well tonight's They're, pretty pretty rough because of the two penalties i thought the second one he took was kind of weak considering how the game was being called i mean they were they weren't calling holding and it was going on all game long i mean even even there was a time when ben got tripped and they called that there was a holding the stick not even a second before that happened. And, <laughs> yep. and I sat there and got died laughing when that happened. Yeah. But it's like, they, they weren't calling anything but the obvious tonight. And then they go and call that one. And it's just like, I don't know, man. It's... Also, that that's how you want Yanni Hawk and Paul playing. He has five hits by the end of the night. He's he's playing physical all night long. That's, that's how you want him to play. You, you kind of take the penalties with how you get them. Just with a player like that, I think he probably should only have one, regardless. But it is what it is. But it, yeah. it it's okay. Uh, now now that we're kind of on the penalties, there. What did you think of the too many men on the ice call? Were Were you upset with that one? I thought it was ticky tacky. I was annoyed because I mean, no one played it. But then it's like. He also wasn't close to the bench at all <laughs> when they called it. He he literally jumped in the air and did like a 10-foot leap to get to the bench. Just... Yeah, okay, whatever. They, they should have just not called the penalty just for the effort Miller showed for <laughs> trying to get to the bench. <laughs> yeah. and, it, and that's It was that's impressive. Just, it was, I mean, it, it was, was an really impressive, impressive to watch that. I was like, dang, he's got a vertical, man. And that's just fatigue setting it on you there too. That's that's where you pick up that penalty. 
The biggest tournament in college basketball is underway, and the action is just getting started on DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any pregame Moneyline bets and score $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Plus, combine multiple bets for a shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings will be featuring parlays and odds boosts all tournament long, so be sure to check the DraftKings Sportsbook app every single day to see what they have in store. Right now, what I'm keeping my eye on is U of H. They're doing really well right now. And just because Chris was persnickety about it, I'm also going for Arkansas to go all the way since AM is now out of the tournament. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with the code THPN. Right now, new customers can bet $5 on any pregame Moneyline bet and get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Uh, let's dive into Ottinger a little bit tonight. Uh, first time he plays on both nights of a back-to-back and he looked better tonight than he did last night even. Yeah, I it, thought he, he, it, he was he, very solid other than the one bad second goal that he let up. That was that was the only blemish on the night, in my opinion. The other two were unsavable, essentially. And he was very... I mean, we, we got the confident otter tonight. We got the freezes, lots of freezes, lots of just simple blocker to the side, you know, good rebound control. We got exactly what we wanted out of him tonight. This team is fully rested. We win this game tonight. I really feel like. I mean, we no, were close I, to stealing it. I and agree we were a thousand percent. I agree a thousand percent. I I feel like honestly, that the Avs should just be happy that they won tonight. <laughs> mm. They 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 honestly got lucky with having to play a team that played last night. And. Again, Colorado was really hacked off after losing to Minnesota, and they did not play thought, very well against Minnesota. I they were just going to blow us out of the water, or we were going to win. Honestly, that's what I thought tonight was going to be. And it they didn't blow us few, out of the water. It, it was a few bounces away from us winning. It was like two bounces. Speaking of players that had bounces, there was a couple. Uh, Lindell, for example, oh in the goodness. first period, Lindell first had period two. Scored. Yeah, he two huge chances. And he missed both. Uh, Miller had a chance, too. He joined the rush. It was good to see him join the rush. And he had a chance. Let me see. Glendening had two opportunities in the first period as well. And they were both back-end opportunities. They weren't, like, grade A chance. But he still had a step in one of those chances to try and get something going. That's kind of why I wish the fourth line would have played a little more tonight. Because they they did look good. And Glendening was getting his chances. Kiwi was creating stuff. It... They looked very good tonight. I, I just wish they would have gotten a little bit more ice time. And then I think the biggest one that you, you can look at is Johnston's chance in the first period. It was 9.02 remaining in the first period. It was just an enormous save by Georgiev there. And I'll eat my words. I thought Georgiev has not been as good as some people have said he's been. Uh, he played very well in the first period when they really needed him to tonight because that's when the Stars had their most chances. He's still way sheltered, in my opinion. 
I mean, I just think that's what the Avs do in general. I think the Avs take a good goaltender and they're able to elevate that goaltender to be the best goaltender in the league. But because of it, the defense they have. Yes. I mean, if you if you go and you watch the game yet, I mean, all the rebounds, I, we, we just couldn't get to them. A lot of them. And the one that oh, we did yes. get to, they it, it's goalie interference. <laughs> yeah. So I talked about this with Chris last night. Now I'll, I'll put this to you as well. Are you surprised by the decision by Pete DeVore to keep Hanley in the lineup and not give Lundqvist a chance in this game? Especially after looking at time on ice? Yes. Hanley played nine and a half minutes tonight on the second night of back-to-back when you want to be rolling everyone. He played like nothing. Do you think he that's, played bad tonight? It, I, I think he kind of had a, a part in in the first goal. I think he was on the ice for. If if it wasn't that, then he had one. He had one or two really really bad turnovers that almost a hundred percent should have been goals. That I know Johnston made a play on on one dude that was wide open at a wide open net to shoot at gets his stick on it and gets just enough of it to knock it towards Otter and saves it there. But it's, it's frustrating to see after Hanley's had multiple rough games in a row now to, for Lundquist to not even get a chance on the ice. I don't think Hanley, Hanley was rough last night. He was one of the, he gave up a turnover that led to a goal in the first period when the stars were not playing well, but then they, they all started playing, playing well. And the the other thing you got to think about tonight though, James is the amount of power plays tonight on both sides. I think yeah, the stars had five and, you, and you Colorado had three. Yeah. But I mean, if we're, and Hawk and Paul was in the ice for two of our penalties though. I mean, hard Hanley should be playing on the penalty kill and that honestly no. should skew it. Yeah. But who would play on the penalty kill? Lundqvist would play on the penalty kill. No, he would. Yes, neither. he would. He's Lundquist played would on the penalty kill. No, he if, he, if he wouldn't. There's Johnny no Hawk way. And Paul on no the way. box. Someone else has to play on the penalty kill on a night like this. You can't you can't just keep throwing the same two guys out there over and over again, which is what we ended up doing. And by the end of it, they were dead tired. <laughs> well, I, I mean, you've got. Other than Hawk and Paul, you still got Lindell. You still got Suter. Who Suter is a good penalty killer. I'll give him that. He is a very good penalty killer. You still got Miro to do it. And I just don't think Lundqvist would be good on the penalty kill. And I don't even know if he would get an option at all to play on the penalty kill. I don't want him out there during that. Now, the thing that Hanley wouldn't do that Lundqvist would do is the power play. And I agree with you. I would say that you could argue that Nils would get some special teams time on the power play, but there's no way he would be playing on the penalty kill. He's he's no offense to him, but it, it this this is not his forte. It's penalty kill is not his forte. Regardless, you you can't have a dude on the second night of a back to back only play nine minutes, especially when your whole team mentality is to to run multiple lines throughout every game. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I I just I I don't agree with that, but that's okay. Um, I actually wrote this down at one point, and I I almost was right about it when Johnson was scored. But I w- I wrote in the first period that I just had a feeling that someone on that bin line would score tonight, 
and it was just based off of how they played in the first period because Johnson had that giant chance. Uh, ben looked really good. He was banging the body like he was supposed to. Uh, Dodonov was using his legs. He's faster than I than I realized. But I was almost right. And freaking Jared Bednar, the head coach of the Colorado Avalanche, said, no, we're not going to do that. No goal for that, that line. So I don't know uh, about saying Ben having a great night. He was physical. I'll give you that. He was physical, Ben. He had a lot of very dumb plays with the puck, especially on the power play, which I think is a big reason why I didn't do great. I thought he I thought he was okay tonight. I really thought he was okay compared to everybody else. Again, I think just long story short, chalk this up to we absolutely gave it our all. But, you know, if this is any team that's like not in the playoff picture right now, maybe you win this game tonight. But even if you had played against Chicago tonight, uh, they, they they just look dead dog tired. And, I mean, that's really it. That's really what this game kind of boils down to is Otter was really good, and the offense for the Stars was just non-existent tonight other than on the power play. That was about it. So let's look forward uh, James, we got six games remaining. Uh, we got a three game homestand coming up, and we will be playing our third game in four nights when the Stars return to Dallas to take on the Nashville Predators and UC Soros. Big question going into that game is will we see Scott Wedgwood in that game on Monday? Because he played really well uh, last night for the Texas Stars in a two to one loss, and then he played. I don't think he got overtaxed tonight in the game that the Texas Stars played. They won but, like seven one. <laughs> yeah, they blew. They blew. They won the game by a lot, seven to two. It was a blowout. So good for good for Texas. But I mean, do we see Wedgwood come in and play against Nashville? Because I think this is the right time to really start resting Ottinger. I'm not gonna expect it till we pull him back up onto the team. So I'm still gonna expect Otter for now. I mean, we'll see. We'll see tomorrow or Monday, like a recall for Wedgwood. And if if he gets recalled, then yeah, he's playing Monday. But I mean, I, I'm just going to keep expecting Otter for now. Yeah, that's what I was telling Chris last night is that I don't think Matt Murray is going to see NHL ice for the rest of the season. Uh, I, Which just don't I, I don't think it's his fault, but I mean, he's just he, not ready. He's just not there yet. He's not ready yet. <laughs> he, yeah. I mean, we signed him this offseason. He's hasn't even played a full year in the AHL. That's like that's a true rookie goaltender. Well, I think he came in at the end of last season and played really, really well, which is why he got really signed him in the offseason. Well, he was on an AHL uh, tryout, I think, is why he it Mm. was at the very, very end of the season. I think he got like maybe eight, nine, ten games. Matt Murray did. And then he, he got signed to an actual contract, and he's been playing most yeah. of the year he, with the AHL. He looks really good, honestly. He looks very promising. He's just obviously not there yet. <laughs> yeah, he's he's got he's got some some work to do on his game. But if he can come up and be a really good backup for Ottinger, and they can be a one-two punch, I'd love to see that. I'd absolutely love to see that. So we we will have to see. How the stars do going forward. They've got six games left, you guys. And as as much as you know, I'm looking forward to the games here coming up. 
I mean, the rest of these games are not really going to be <laughs> all that circumstantial compared to this yeah, one. Yeah, they're not going to matter that much unless the Avs or the the Wild just randomly start losing, which is unlikely. And and really, both of them have to start losing. Right. But I mean, if we win out, we have a chance to get to still get first in the division, and that I yeah. still think it's and, crazy that the top three teams in the Central are all within one point of each other. That's just, yeah. that's crazy. And, that shows you how good the Central has been and how competitive it's been this year. And our schedule is relatively easy. I, five out of the six are not going to make the playoffs. It, well, I guess I guess you can't say for Nashville yet, which is who we're playing on Monday. They're it's still unlikely. fighting right now, but it's, it's very, very unlikely. So... We, we have the Avs, then we play the Flyers on Thursday. And then on next Saturday, we play the Golden Knights, and then Red Wings, and then a home-and-home home with the Blues. So and five the- games that we really should win, regardless of anything. <laughs> right. Yeah, the, the Vegas game will be very interesting. Vegas uh, by by then, Vegas might have already gotten their spot up at the top honestly it's very possible just depends on how everyone's games goes so by then hopefully they're resting players but still unlikely we'll see see. it might it might be their their uh conference clinching game (laughs) that would suck it would it would very much suck so here's the crazy thing is that when you look at the standings I I don't believe Dallas is in any kind of danger of falling out of the playoffs with no, them no becoming the, the. I just don't see it, especially with how Winnipeg's been playing lately. So what it looks like is it's a three-team race for that final wild card spot in the Western Conference. It's Winnipeg, Calgary, Nashville. Who out of those three teams thinks get? Do you think gets it? Uh, James because I'm not so sure which team gets it because they've all kind of sucked it up a little bit I I guess that I'm just gonna say Nashville just because that would be like the greatest thing ever to see Nashville sell at the deadline and still make the playoffs (laughs) yeah um I'm gonna go with Calgary Calgary has an easier schedule the the fun thing is Calgary and the Jets still have a game left to play against each other oh oh yeah the last game of the season it is Wednesday, April 5th. Not the last game of the season, but it's it's down there. It's oh, one man. of the last games that they will play. And Winnipeg still has a game against New Jersey, and Calgary gets to play the Ducks and I think the uh, Blackhawks. So, oh, man. <laughs> Chicago, or the, the Red Wings. Goodness, my words aren't working tonight. The Flames have a really, really good chance to steal it right from underneath Winnipeg's nose. That would be so much fun. That would be so much fun to watch that at the end of the season. I'm sorry, Bones. I I hated your play you, you style. Know it's even, I still you know love you, but I don't, want, I don't want to see the Jets make the playoffs. There's also a game against Winnipeg and Nashville still left. That so is it crazy. Is, it is, it's going to be really fun to watch that race there because they, they are all... I, I don't think Calgary and the Preds are playing each other, but they're all, they're all playing each other in a, in a way. So it should be a lot of fun to watch. Actually, no Calgary and the Predators do have a game against each other. <laughs> they are all going to play against each other before the end of the season. 
That is, that is actually and, crazy. And they're all fighting for one spot. It, it, it's gonna be it's it's gonna be like a, a mini like wild card for the wild card spots. <laughs> I know, right? That that'll actually be some fun to kind of watch. So I, I just I just don't see the Jets doing it. They have a really, really tough schedule going into the last couple of games here. Yeah. I mean their but, last their last game they play against the Avalanche. Oh, that's that's a tough one. So yeah, it's like it's really rough for the Jets right now. If if they can if if they're able to make it in on this schedule, I think they're still gonna be scary in the first round. I'll say that much. Fair enough. Okay, I, I think we're done. Anything else, James? Uh, do you want to do biggest winner, biggest loser? Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Biggest winner, biggest loser, real quick. Um biggest winner, Jason Robertson, because he's two points closer to a hundred. That's pretty crazy. Uh, I'm going to give my biggest loser to Ben. I honestly thought he had a really rough night. Yeah, other than the physical side, which he always brings, he had a lot of bad turnovers, particularly on the power plays. That that just really, I, I thought, sunk the, the power plays and the first unit for us. On a night when we really needed it. My biggest winner I'll give to Jake Ottinger. He had a good game. This is exactly the kind of game that we needed out of him. And he played all of the game last night. So the fact that he was as good as he was is showing that he he can do it. He can do back-to-back games and be just fine. He's still young enough that he's uh, that he's shown that he can do that and play well in the second game. Uh, my biggest winner, or my biggest loser, I guess I'll just give, it's just a lack of gas. I mean, I, I can't really give it to one direction one specific player there wasn't anybody that i was just like oh that was absolutely sucky terrible game from this one player there were some individual plays but a lot of players made made up for some bad plays they had earlier with some good plays so i i think it's just a lack of energy no gas left that's the biggest loser in tonight's game so and just okay. real quick before we wind down, there is a minute and 50 seconds left in the Minnesota Wild and Golden Knights game, and it is still 3-1 for the Golden Knights. So it looks like the Golden Knights are going to take that game. So the Central will still be within one point of the top three teams in that it's division. So Just ridiculous. That's crazy. I love hockey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you guys for listening, whether you're listening live or whether you're listening after the fact, we really do appreciate it. And please go and check out StarcasticRemarks.com, our website. And as always, along with James, my name is Ryan. We will catch you guys on the flip side. We'll be back with you guys again on Monday when the Stars take on the Predators. And we hope you guys have a good, fantastic morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you guys are listening. We will catch you guys later.